What's up guys, welcome to the Care Coach Lead Show. This is Andrew Frezza and I got Melissa Dixon from our FitTown staff joining us today. And today we're gonna to be talking about the value and role of part-timers on your staff. So if you listen to my conversation with Chris Thorndike, which was two episodes ago, um, we talked a lot about part-timers. Chris has made the shift in his gym where he went from mostly part-timers to when he started to mostly full-timers for a while and then shifted back to part-timers via COVID. And so we talked a lot about the role of a part-time, part-timer on your staff, the value that they bring to the table. So we're just gonna use today's episode to really bring more clarity to that and to talk about why we're strongly considering and leaning towards bringing some part-timers on our staff and where our head is at with that. So um, we're gonna dive right in and, and um, the same way that you guys got a chance to see Chris's evolution in this business, I wanna share our evolution. So the reason that we went from when we first started having more part-timers on our team, well, when we first started, we brought part-timers on because it was just like, we needed a coach and we weren't really good at hiring and finding great talent. So it was just like, all right, we need someone to take some workload off of us. So pretty much you start pulling in some current members that look like they move pretty well, that know some things that are invested in your community and you start bringing them on your team. Um, but there was a moment a few years in where I went up to CrossFit New England and got a chance to do their immersion experience up there, a two-day experience with Ben Bergeron and his team. And I remembered that energy and that camaraderie and just the quality of product that came from that gym. And it was full-time coaches at their gym. And so I left that experience saying, I wanna have full-timers on our team. I want that. I want that energy. I want that buzz in the gym of feeling like we're, we're working towards achieving something really special. And so I came back from that saying, that's what I want. We're gonna do full-timers from here on out. There was also paired with that, a lot of roles in the gym that weren't getting done or having to get done by Tony and I, that was really spreading us thin. So it felt like we were taking on any non-coaching role, whether that be like cleaning stuff, whether that be social media, events, programming, all these different things. So we felt really spread thin and we didn't have part-timers on the team that could contribute to that. So that was another reason that we were really leaning towards full-timers. And at that time we didn't have any desk staff as well. So there yeah, was- Yeah, or minimal. I mean, we might've had one or two, but it was not what we eventually got. There was a lot of administrative things that were falling onto coaches' plates or falling onto you and Tony's plates, not just coaches. Yeah, so Melissa was really the last part-timer or one of the last part-time coaches that we brought on the team, she quickly evolved to a full-time coach. Um, but when you started coming on, we had several of these part-timers and then you got to be a part of this process of shifting from part-time to full-time. So I don't know if you wanna just kind of share your experience of being brought up through that and seeing that shift. Yeah, it definitely was a different time when I came on um, energy-wise within the team. I don't think that anybody was a bad team player, but there was just a lack of like overlap. You know, mm -hmm. there'd be coaches coming and going. And, and since everyone was part-time at that time, it was kind of like a high five and they were gone. And then the next crew came on or, mm -hmm. you know, there wasn't a lot of buy-in to the full day. And I think that's really where you know, our shift paid off because 
we could see the evolution of the class from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. to the 8s to the noon to the later on classes. We have a big class load and we want those to stay consistent. We want that overlap to happen with coaches. We want them to be bought into passing that information on to the next group. And when there are big gaps in the day, the closers aren't coming in until four, mm-hmm. but the morning classes have all run, that becomes really difficult on staff. So having people who are here full time, working a full workload of hours, that really you know, solidified the team and, and made that camaraderie and made that you know, one focus, one goal exist. So not to say that a part-time person can't do that because that's what we're here to say today, but um, still having the bulk of your team be full-time is, is pretty, there is a magic in that. Yeah. Yeah. And so we don't want this to be a binary discussion of part-timers are good or bad, full-timers are good or bad. We see value in both. And, and so through my conversations with someone like Chris Thorndike recently, he's really open my eyes again to the value of a really good part-timer and we'll talk about what type of part-timers are likely going to be best for your gym Um, but his our conversations paired with where we are at with our business so what we've kind of faced over the last 18 months or so is we've lost a few of our full-time coaches some have just not been a fit either on our end or on their end Um, and some coaches have evolved and they're they've kind of grown out of this or they're in a new life stage. And so we've hired a couple, but what we're running into is that it's becoming increasingly more difficult to hire a full-timer right now. At least that's what we're finding uh, compared to the last five years or so. And so um, we had so much success for a while hiring full-time coaches from out of state. Um, We hired, I think, six coaches from out of state that moved here to be full-time coaches and we usually found those people through barbell jobs or indeed um, or some people were connections through this podcast but most of them were just post on barbell jobs get several inquiries through email talk to them bring them down for a visit and we had some good success bringing in great people and we've tried that same approach and it's not been as successful this time around barbell jobs isn't as well run as it used to be so that's one thing there are other um versions out there there's a company called gym jobs i think it's run by push press which we're using that as well we're also using indeed and we're getting less inquiries and the quality of the person we're finding isn't as high and i think that speaks to our sweet spot of who we would hire though we were typically hiring people who have coached for like one to three years and just kind of you know hit the ceiling where they're at there's no management opportunity there's no pt opportunity we would hear that theme a lot when people were coming to us before you know like i've got a good amount of experience i want to be full-time but i can't because my gym doesn't have more classes or it doesn't have more memberships or there was always like a ceiling that someone had hit either that or they were a gym owner who was Mm -hmm. like this is not for me i got in too deep and i really kind of want to just go and be a coach and really just do what i'm passionate about and ownership is not what I'm passionate about. Coaching is that thing. So we had these two sweet spots of people that mm. now, after COVID, their gyms yeah. have shut down and they have no ability to run a gym. Or, you know, it's been so long since they have run a gym, they're not thinking in that space and applying for jobs that are like ours. Or they're a coach whose gym mm-hmm. shut down and then they said, screw it, I'm going back to school, I'm going to be a nurse, I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and they've gotten away from coaching. Yeah, um, they never got in the industry in the first place. If they would have started 
two years ago, they would have started, you know, right in that COVID sweet spot. And so maybe they never chose a fitness career because there was no gyms open at that time. And so it really is a unique time to hire in the fitness space right now. Yeah. So I think there's this gap in the market of semi-qualified coaches, at least for the type that we look for. And then in addition to that, and this is true in a lot of places, but we're really seeing it here where the cost of living has gone up so much that now it really has to be such a perfect situation for someone to be able to move here because they have to have the financial means to support themselves and support their families and be able to be still be patient about getting to those really good uh, salaries and paychecks that they can make here and and so you know in any good coaching position or most good coaching positions personal training is going to be one of the best ways to get that salary number really high and that's what's true here but it takes time to do that you can't get that right off the bat so someone has to have some kind of financial stability or money saved up to still allow for that three to six month cushion to build it up and with the cost of living being so high it's made that just a fine line it's made that very tough to make that arbitrage so where we are today is now we're looking at bringing on part-timers right we're looking at where can a part-timer serve us and one other thing that we did not mention is we've noticed with our full-timers and our current team our full-timers have had to shift their schedules around so much and it's been incredibly hard for us to get consistency on our staff so we've really felt the lack of versatility on our team in terms of people that can fill in when other coaches go away, someone gets sick. And and so that's put workload back on myself. I know Mel's had to step in a lot. And really all of our team has had to really go into every single week and be open to a new schedule or different hours. And that's tough. That's that's really starts to wear on people. Um, And and so that's difficult. So we're looking at part-timers as having the ability to be more like utility players and to be able to fill in the gap so our full-timers can have a really good consistent schedule and the full-timers will still be the priority and the part-timers can be kind of the support system. Yeah, that that's a real clutch player to have is someone who has, you know, maybe they can work from home and set their own schedule and that's their financial stability or maybe they're retired and they're doing this because it's their passion and they just want to come in and fill in and add value to your facility. That person can come in super fresh because they haven't coached in a week and they're ready to go. They're rearing at a, at a level 10 because they've been sitting waiting on the bench to, to get put into the big show, you know? Um, so that, that person really will, you know, take the pressure cooker off a full team. Yeah, and so the other thing is a lot of full-time coaches there's a pressure to make the financial side can be a negative in the sense that they have to make a certain amount of money to support themselves. So if they're being paid a certain amount for a group class, it may not feel like enough and they might feel like they have to keep adding things to their schedule. Whereas the right part-timer is already very financially stable and doesn't need this to be that financial addition. It's a nice bonus to be able to make money doing this, but because it it doesn't have that financial emotional weight on them, they're able to hopefully coach better classes and um, you know not have that pressure of feeling like, okay, I need more. I need more to be able to succeed. And we'll talk about how that could potentially conflict with the business if the coach needs more, but the business doesn't have more to give it. Mm-hmm. I think the other 
the flip side of that is when when full-time coaches and your your full-time staff if you hit a ceiling and you can't hire another full-timer you can't host a whole salary for another full-timer mm-hmm. but you want to bring someone on because you need someone to fill in some gaps there becomes this takeaway with your full-time staff of i'm working so many class hours i don't have time to take on pt yeah or we can't swap classes so i can make this schedule work with a client who wants a 9 a.m start time you know there becomes these little negative emotional bank account mm-hmm. takeaways between the team because you know, we're stuck in this schedule and we can't do more with our time or make more money with our time because we have to coach X amount of group classes to cover the full class schedule. So if you're hitting that ceiling in your business and you're looking for, you know, that that jump to give some relief to your coaches to make more money, you know, doing PT work, but getting them down on classes, sometimes that part-timer can be that magic person to come in and take five classes off the schedule that could make five hours of PT for a coach and you know across a week it's not a lot but for that full-time coach that could equate to a lot of money yeah and so we we just went through a pretty quiet summer here and we're kind of learning that even though we haven't really been a seasonal business for the first eight years of our gym through COVID and the way this area has transformed and the lifestyle of our members have transformed we're finding that we're more and more of a seasonal business. And the way that plays out is that you have our full-time coaches on staff are really busy from September through May, but then June, July, August are very quiet. And so what what can be really helpful with having a part-timer is the part-timers can take more of the class load during those heavy seasons And then when the summer comes around, the part-time coaches can back down their schedule so the full-time coaches can go up in class hours as their personal training book of business slows down. And so that way, we can kind of use the part-timers as the slack in the system to be able to keep the full-timers busy, full with schedule, and also to support them when they need relief in their schedules. Um, So that's how we're kind of looking forward of the the part-timer can really give us a lot of versatility in that sense and be a great support system to that full-timer. When it comes to running the business lean, Chris and I have had this conversation multiple times. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but we've all felt as gym owners when we've brought on a full-time person or multiple full-time coaches, there's always these moments where the coach does have some time in their day they do have some availability in their schedule and they're wanting more. They're wanting to make more money. They're wanting to fill those hours. And we've all gone through those moments of trying to give them stuff to fill those hours. Or we, we, we promise them a salary. Okay, you're gonna, we're gonna promise you $50,000. Now we gotta give you the tasks and the roles to fill that time. And we're kind of doing it in reverse order rather than saying, oh, the business really needs these things done. This is an ideal person to take on those tasks. It's almost like done out of a necessity to try to give that coach more, more pay and more, uh, more hours to fill. And so what that does is that puts the coach's incentives and the coach's objectives at odds with the business objectives, which the business objective is to run lean and to be profitable. Um, doesn't mean you won't have these things that need to get done, but you want to try to be de- getting these done as efficiently as possible. And so... What we find is that if you have too many full-time coaches on staff, 
and you don't have the appropriate tasks for them to fill, you start creating a lot of bloat in the gym to try to just give them stuff. And so with a part-timer, they want to be efficient with their time. And so if you have these part-timers on staff, the, the incentives can be more aligned where both of you are only trying to get tasks done that are extremely necessary to the business and the success of the business. Yeah, I think the incentive is is really the key when you're looking at who am I going to hire, right? Who is motivated by what I have to offer mm -hmm. instead of thinking, what can I offer this person to get him to work here yes. or her to work here? Like, I think the approach to hiring has to change and it has to lean out in that sense of what can I give and who is willing to accept this and be motivated by it and, and be a hell yeah for our business and where we're at and what we need from them. Yeah. So let's move on to what kind of part-timers do we think are going to be an ideal fit and the ones that you should be looking for because we don't really want to go back to where we were for the first three or four years of our business. That's not the part-timer that we're looking to hire. And if I think back to those people that we brought on, not that the people were bad, but the life situation that they were in didn't really align with who we're looking for now. Um, so really we're looking for people that have stable jobs or retired and they, they're financially stable. And again, this is, not, this is not the thing they need for any type of financial support. This is just a nice bonus. Or maybe it's just like I think a complete just, drop in the bucket for them. Yeah, I think it's not just financial stability, it's lifestyle stability. So yeah. someone who has an established family, not yeah. someone who is you know, trying to get pregnant or <laughs> not, not to say, because we have, you know, Danielle who's had two babies while on staff, but you know, someone who's still like, they're not, there's not this impending big life change that's going to happen. Yeah. Not someone who's going back to school to get a degree yeah. or, you know, things are very stable in their lifestyle as well. Maybe their kids are older in school hours, things like that, that are easier to work around Yeah, because that person can't be that versatile player if they have a very rigid you know, lifestyle or if it's constantly an uproot of their class schedule changing from semester to semester. You know, yeah. it's got to have some type of stability and that financial stability is important for that buffer. Yeah. So the emotional takeaway isn't there as well. Yeah. Chris specifically looks for people that own a home, you know, that stability of there's a financial stability that comes with that. I'm not going to have my rent increased the next day on me. Um, but there's also a literal location stability of they're less likely to say, oh, it's been a year and I'm moving away and sorry, I can't coach for you anymore. They're likely to be someone who is gonna coach for you for a while. And, and you wanna realize that a part-timer is gonna take just as much time investment as your full-timers. So that's what you have to think about. And that's why we, for so long, were against part-timers is because we knew, well, I'm gonna invest just as much into you as my full-timer because I need you to be just as good. But if you're only giving me four hours a week, that doesn't seem like a, a really fair trade-off. And so that turned us off for years. But if you think about that person gives you four to six hours a week for five or 10 years or more, now that seems like a much more legitimate thing to invest in. I think that's a real legitimate hesitancy to have as an owner and as you know the person in charge of hiring for your gym. It's that are they going to give me full-time value 
and art like the level of dedication it takes to be a full timer the allure of hiring someone full time or not the allure but you know what we ask someone to give us as a coach mm-hmm. is still the same quality we still want the same thing on the floor we still want the same level of accountability and responsibility while they are in our building whether it's for 1 hour a day or 10 hours a day you know we want that person to represent us the same way and it felt like for a long time that we couldn't ask a part-timer to give that mm-hmm. or it was, was somehow not fair to give that because we weren't representing it with a big salary yeah and we weren't we weren't bringing on the right part-timers we were bringing on someone who still ne- needed it for the financial reason mm-hmm. who was still looking at what type of career they wanted versus i've kind of either have a career that i love or i'm kind of past the career point I'm more reti- mm-hmm. in that retired area and this is my way to give back right yeah. it's a very different element than someone who's finding their way versus someone who's in a, already kind of found their way but is now looking to contribute back to the society contribute back to the community that's helped them so much I think the place that we've gotten to in the past too, looking at who we want to hire in the future is not someone who's trading time in the terms of hours so like if someone's coming to you with, you know, I work 10 hours at this restaurant and my schedule changes from week to week mm-hmm. and I'm looking to fill 10 more hours a week. Yeah. If that's the availability that they're giving you and the level of like input seems like a monetary exchange, they're just looking for another part-time job to mm-hmm. subsidize their other part-time job. That's not the candidate that we'd want on staff. We'd want to look for someone who has a very set like, yep, I just work on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And you know that's what keeps me financially stable, and that's not changing. I, that's always my schedule. I'm in control of this, and that's what I've set out for myself. And I don't need another 10 hours, but I could give another 10 hours. Yeah, it's a very different conversation. I think that's a great example. I, I like that example a lot. Um, so let's talk about more of what would make someone a great fit, and let's dive into this idea of part-time hours but full-time commitment. Okay, so you said, okay, the, the class expectation is the same. Whether you're full-time or part-time, we shouldn't know the difference in terms of what I experience as a client who's taking your class. The other component that I look at is I still want a person who when they have downtime, they naturally gravitate towards things that look like continuing education for a coach. And so they naturally gravitate towards fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, podcasts, books, um, Instagram stuff, like they, that's what they spend their spare time on, even when they don't have a boss looking over their shoulder, even when they could be just watching Netflix at home, that's the things that they're gravitating towards. So you're never as, once they do join your team, you're never having to push them to do those things, they already naturally do it. Yeah. They- They might not come to you with any certifications, but they probably have a really good wealth of knowledge because they've already done this in their daily life. This is who they are and what they do, right? So it's not like they decide they wanna be your part-timer and then this is what you tell them they should be doing in their spare time and they do it. (laughs) This is someone who's like, yeah, I listen to Active Life. I, you know, yep, I know Dr. Sean. Yes, I know Ben Bergeron. Yes, I know. I've heard of all these people and I I listen to the Whoop podcast or whatever is aligned with your business. And yeah, I I fit in this mold because I am this person. Yeah, and then addition to what they spend their off time on, we have to look at the time they've already spent with us. So typically this part-timer is gonna be someone 
who has been a current member of your gym and likely they're going to be someone who's been a current member of your gym for multiple years and so you really want someone that is taking classes and has a track record of really loving your class experience and i think this is another place that gyms go wrong is they're actually in a weird way naturally gravitating towards the person who does their own programming or does competitive stuff or only takes a couple classes a week and then does other stuff. Whereas they should be gravitating towards the person who comes four to six times a week to your classes and does a little bit of stuff outside of that when they work on weaknesses or they work on their injuries or flexibility stuff. But they are like so in love with the class experience because for most of the gyms that are listening to this, group classes are their bread and butter and they're mainly hiring part-timers to cover group classes. So you want someone that is so invested in that experience and loves it so much them, themselves that when it comes time to run a class themselves and you say, hey, you're gonna do a much better job coaching a class if you take it first, they're like, okay, yeah, that's what I do. I always take classes. That's gonna, this is gonna be so fun. I can't wait to take a class and then coach one or two classes you know, later that day afterwards. That's gonna, that's gonna fit so nicely into the lifestyle that I already live and that already aligns with me. Yeah, these are gonna be like your raving fans. You know, these are the people who they go and, and drop into other gyms or, you know, go work out somewhere else and they come back and like, man, I'm so glad I'm <laughs> home. Like, this is my place. This is what I'm bought into. Because every gym has their own culture, their own philosophy, and that person is already already cultured in what you want them to be cultured in. They're already bought into your own brand of Kool-Aid. So it's not going to be a big culture shock to bring them in from another gym, like bring a part-timer in from Arkansas and having them acclimate to your culture. There's not gonna be as many growing pains in that sense of like, oh, well, we don't really coach it this way here. You know, sumo deadlift is a hinge versus squat. And you know, those kinds of nuances that you tailor to your gym they know your product. They are they are the existing being because of your product. So um, that that also saves you about eighty percent of your coach's development time that you need to spend with them because they understand they understand the front facing side of your product already. They might not understand the back end side of everything that goes into it yet, but at least they understand the front facing side. So that saves you so much time and energy on the development side to get them up to speed. Yeah, and they're, they're also the people who, when you have brought on full-timers, you look to those people for their opinions. Mm -hmm. of yeah. When we have like Josh and Chris, who just got hired here, when, they, when you had them shadow coach, we're going to these trusted members and saying like, what did you think? How did they you know, interact with you? And you're already, you already have a very great relationship and level of trust and weight in their opinion. So those are the people that, you know, align with you so strongly and know you so deeply that those are the type of people you would look for. If you wouldn't trust their opinion, if you brought on a full-timer and had them interview, you probably won't want them as a part-timer on your staff. Two other logistic things that need to be considered. One is meetings. So if you have a regular weekly meeting, you need part-timers that can make that or call into it, um, or you need to figure out some way in advance prior to bringing them on that you can make that work where that is not a takeaway from the team, it, is, it, it fits with the team. And so that might require a custom solution, but you know, easiest way is they can make the meeting or they can call into that meeting each and every week. The other one is the hours they can take on 
both in their consistent schedule and in their availability when other coaches need. So one example might be like a firefighter, a firefighter who has a great job, but even a firefighter or a nurse works very odd hours. And they might have a lot of availability on paper because they're like, oh, I only work 24 hours this week, or you know, it's two 12-hour shifts or two 18-hour shifts. It's a small amount of the total week, but maybe that schedule changes every single week. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there are certain weeks where they have to go you know, maybe it's once a month where they have to work five shifts and they're like, I'm toast and that week I can't give you anything. And so what you don't want to do is bring on a part-timer that's meant to support your full-time staff, but then ends up putting more uncertainty in your full-time staff in these weeks when they're not available. And those are more regular than they are irregular in terms of a monthly or quarterly basis. That can be a huge takeaway for staff members who are feeling like, oh, Yes, Sean's here and Sean's gonna take all the pressure off this situation and then they're asking for, hey, can you cover? And the answer is no. Then you're like, well, why do we even have this player on our team? Like I thought we were bringing in a teammate. So there does have to be some level of like give and take. But if, if you're continually asking that person to come in and they just can't because they overcommitted, that becomes another dynamic that is just negative all around for your teammates. Yeah. So. Whatever hours you give to a part-timer or whatever you ask of a person's availability, you want to figure out like what are the what are the hours, the specific hours, times and days that you can give me, you know, 50 weeks out of 52 or 48 weeks out of 52. Like a couple weeks out of the year you can't make those times, but we can count on you 98% of the, the weeks in a year. Then on, in addition to that, you want to figure out, okay, in a given week where two other coaches away are away, what hours can you give me above and beyond that? What are you willing to give? And, and where I think most gyms go wrong is they max out a part-timer. So a part-timer is like, yeah, I could work every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I could do our, our closing PM shift after work. I could do our, our two or three PM classes. And that sounds good on paper. And that person actually really does enjoy it. And it works well in the weeks where that is the schedule. And then a coach goes away and you say, hey, can you also do Tuesday, Thursday this week? And then they have to do Monday through Friday closing. And now instead of six hours or eight hours, it looks like 12 or 14 in that person's schedule. And they have to do that maybe once every other month or every third month. And now they're like, this is more than I signed up for. And so this schedule that felt ideal for them when everything was good, is getting changed often enough that it doesn't feel and it's good. And maybe they're just like you said, they're just saying, no, I can't do Tuesday, Thursday at all. This is what I committed to. And then you don't have that versatility. So if, if that situation comes up, my suggestion would be, okay, that person thinks they want to be able to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Cool. We're going to give them just Monday, Wednesday, or just Monday every week. And then we're going to find another part-timer to take the other day or two. And now do they both have availability in those weeks where we ha- we need coverage and we keep the, the versatility of that staff versus being locked in. I think this is where that underlying stability needs to be there because there could be weeks where we don't put that person on staff. You know, we don't have them in the hours. Correct. And we need them to be okay with not working Monday, Wednesday, Friday. 
So, and that's what, that's what we can't do with a full-timer. We have no ability to say like, yeah, well this week we don't have hours for you. Right. Maybe so, that looks like summer, right? It's summer for us. Hey, there's going to be some weeks you don't coach at all in the summer. Once we get in a season, full, you know, Austin's full-time personal training book of business is here. He's going to go down in hours. We're going to need you consistently then, but summer you're more of a fill-in. Yeah. And if they don't have stability in their lifestyle and in their finances, that's not going to be okay for you to do to an employee. So they have to understand the role they play within the business. And that has to be, you know, elegantly stated up front. That has to be a commitment on both ends of these are our expectations. It could be up to this. It might be zero. And it's not going to be the same from week to week necessarily. We'll, you know, try to provide you something all of the time, but there might be times where we can't provide you anything and we need you to be okay with that. Yeah. And that's a big ask. That's a big, that's a person who has a lot of stability mm -hmm. and, a, and is that great team player for your team. Yeah. And then the last thing I want to mention on this is we've been talking about classes, but think about the roles that you need support with outside of just coaching classes and how much do you need a part-timer to contribute to that? And so for us, with things like programming um, or social media or things like that, we already have people on those roles. Sales, we don't, we don't need a part-timer to step into those roles necessarily. But we do need people to help with onboarding new clients because we do mostly PT first. And so if we have a staff where, where everyone on staff wants to coach group classes or they want to run sessions with regular PT clients and none of them want to do onboarding with new clients, then you created a bottleneck in your business. And we've had moments where we've had that bottleneck where we literally make a sale. Hey, we just signed someone up 500 bucks. They need five PT sessions to start their 40 days to fit with us. Who's available crickets, right? And we've had those moments. And so you have to think about if you're going to bring on part-timers on staff, if, if that's a potential bottleneck of the business, they have to be able to have some flexibility to contribute to that. You, you know, you maybe don't have them at all hours, all times of the day, but you have to have some, again, some slack in the system for them to be able to say, yeah, I could realistically take on two new clients a month if it's in this time window, you know, eight to 10 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If you can give me that, which is a normal time, it's not just a random uh, time where no one would show up, you can give me that, that's adding value. And, and so think about these roles, think about the overall way your business is structured, where are potential bottlenecks, and does bringing on part-timers help with that or does it maybe limit you with that? I think that's good. Cool, we'll wrap it up there. Hopefully this was helpful for you guys. As you, know, as you guys can see, we're sharing these things kind of as we're learning them, as we're going through it. I think so many times in business, um, I've, I've definitely had these moments where you know, I want to be like, we figured it out. You know, we got it solved. It's good. We're moving on to the next thing. But sometimes you have to take these steps backwards or these small changes in directions and be willing to change stuff and be willing to say, you know what, that worked in this situation, but maybe the situation has changed. Maybe certain things have evolved. So I want you guys to be okay making those evolutions and making changes that might feel like small steps backwards at times, but, but being open-minded through that process. And so, um, yeah, if you guys have any tips, 
on how this has worked for you, we'd love to hear them because again, we're, we're figuring this out ourselves and, and uh, you know, we're still perfecting it. So feel free to share, andrew at fittown.com. You can reach out. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you in the next one.